Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. People swear there's no beauty left in the world. No magic. Oh, come on. We've got to do something to get you out of your New Year's Eve funk. Then how do you explain the entire world coming together on one night? It's New Year's Eve, bro. We're doing something. To celebrate the hope of a new year. My New Year's resolutions. If you can make these come true by midnight, you get these. Four tickets to that party? You called the right guy. Is that your New Year's dress? It's just something I'm working on for a rainy day. You should wear it tonight. I mean, New Year's is the worst night of all to go out. People who don't drink, let's party all year, suddenly going all Kanye on you. <laughs> Last year, I met a girl, and she was extraordinary. My water just broke. Hold it. You look beautiful. I've been plotting that slap for years. It wasn't nearly as satisfying as I thought it would be. That was closer. Good one. This is the biggest night of my career, and if I screw this up, you won't. The countdown begins. Let's do it! Don't raise your so, what do you think? Somebody's gonna have a happy new year. Resolution number two. Be amazed. Woo! Are you amazed? Check. Who are you gonna kiss at midnight? So you went out for a slice of pizza, right? And you may have just run into the one. You know what that's called? Insanity. Serendipity. You don't mess with serendipity. That's what New Year's is all about. Is it New Year's Eve? Is it? So raise your glasses. Hello and welcome to a very merry iconic podcast. I'm Danny Pellegrino. I'm Jenna Brister. How you doing, Jenna? I'm wonderful. How are you doing, Danny? I'm great. And we weren't going to do any more episodes, and then we did two more. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> we are addicted. Back by popular demand. There are, I think, at least 18 comments on our social saying, please do more. And so we are. We have we to are. give the people what they want. That's what we do Maybe on not what they need, but what they want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I want to encourage everyone to listen to our interview with Alec Guinness. Or oh, I'm sorry, Gil- Alec Gillis, uh, who we did uh, an episode with last week, and mm-hmm. we chatted about some of the special effects he did. And I found it a very interesting conversation. So if people yeah. were maybe unsure of what that was, I hope you go listen, because it was so fascinating. He did the practical effects. So he did the uh, fat suit for mm-hmm. the Santa Claus movies and a lot of um, other great Jumanji, stuff. Jumanji, the alien movies. like He's had a 40-year career right. in effects, but it was very cool. And he has some good Tim Allen anecdotes. Right. He also did Death Becomes Her, which I yes, love. Yes, yes. I love it. So it it was so fun chatting with him. So yeah, that, and his daughter was here too. She's a big fan of uh, everything iconic. We love her. So that's how she found us. But yeah, it was so fun chatting. And uh, today we're going to be talking about New Year's Eve, not necessarily a Christmas movie, but it's a holiday movie nonetheless. Yes. Uh, the Last Standby. I think the only one of its kind. <laughs> well, not really because Gary Marshall makes all these like, oh, let's get 25 A-listers and shove them into a, right. a movie. This was sort of the part of the trilogy of <laughs> Valentine's Day. New Year's Eve and Mother's Day. Oh yeah, like it was right. all those movies where it's just like throw anyone who will say yes, yes, and put them in. They'll have five minutes of screen time. Yeah, and this one is wild. I rem- I saw this in theaters, by the way. Oh, you did? Like okay. I literally <laughs> saw it with my friend Michael Ross, and we laughed so hard by the end. 
I think I might have told this on the show before, but it's written by a woman named Catherine Fagat. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the movie, when the credits were rolling, we said to each other, Catherine Fagat, to write a script. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> it was just so like true. a bunch of random shit put together. Yes. But also, I want to say that I cry at the end. Yeah. When I watch it. I cried also, but I said at least 28 times throughout the first act. I was like, what's happening now? I, I was like, wait, what's happening now? Robert De Niro is bedridden and his dying wish is to see the ball drop. Like, what is happening? Why is Halle Berry the hottest nurse ever? It was amazing. Yeah. And Cameo we, spectacular. We were talking before we started recording that it's really funny because like the characters don't match the actors in these no. movies. So it's always like the most random people paired together that you're like, wait a minute. So Michelle Pfeiffer and Zac Efron are the love interests with each other. <laughs> yeah, like, what's going on? And then it's like you said, Halle Jessica Berry Beale. and Robert De Niro. And Jessica Biel and Seth Meyers. Bonkers. Uh, Ashton Kutcher and Leah Michelle. Yeah. yeah. Can you <laughs> start singing in an elevator? Yeah. Very, there was no ca- no chemistry test, I believe. There was no on-screen chem test. It was like, are you free Thursday at noon? Great. Robert De Niro, Leah you're Michelle's in. in Glee. Get her on set. Yes. And I also want to mention this is our second Leah Michelle film. Mm-hmm, which is important to note. I didn't realize that when we were starting this podcast <laughs> and only doing eight episodes that we would do two of them dedicated to Leah With- Michelle performances. But yes. here we are. Yes, here we are. There were a couple of moments too where there were so many cameos. I found myself looking him up. Which so Josh Duhamel is in it. We right. meet him and he's the best man. Is that Joey McIntyre of yeah. New Kids on the Block? Jo- New okay, Kids on the Block. He's like okay. his brother or brother-in-law. Yeah, in the beginning of the film. Yeah, and Josh Duhamel or however you say his last name, he is one of the sexiest people of all time. Agreed. Like I'm very attracted to him. Mm-hmm. And if nobody's checked it out, be sure to Google his nudes. You can mm-hmm. see his full frontal. <gasps> Oh, nice. <laughs> he did very artsy nudes in the 90s. Is he single now? I think he I, might yeah, be. He was with Fergie. He has a child with That's Fergie. That's right. Yeah, right. yeah. I think they split. Who do you think is the sexiest person in this film? Because I was staring at the poster. The poster is all of these people. And I was trying to think, like, who's the hottest? I guess for the hottest male, I think that Josh Duhamel is better looking than Zac Efron. I'll I say think, it. I think so, too. I don't usually go younger, but I did gasp when I saw Zac Efron. So I was like, oh, yes. And he's also this womanizer person mm. in this. But you said it was because he's he was also going through I his think this was his drug, drug phase, phase <laughs> which everyone so. has one. Um, <laughs> yeah, because Ashton looked like crap. And I actually have a story about Ashton circa this Please. movie. It was came out in 2011, and I identify the most... Like, I think Josh is the hottest, but I identify with Ashton Kutcher being like ripping down the decos. Oh, right. He's just schlubby in his pajamas. I was like, this is, this is who I feel like. Um, and I had met him, I think probably when around the time he was shooting this, he was also shooting two and a half men and he just got his divorce. A rough time for Ashton. Yeah. It was at the sure. Warner Brothers lot and he like looked like this, you know, he had like disheveled. dad bod, disheveled. Um, also, he shoots the entire movie in his pajamas, and Robert De Niro shoots the whole thing in a hospital bed. I mean, that sounds amazing <laughs> to me. Did. Yeah, <laughs> I think for Valentine's Day, Julia Roberts like gave them three hours or something, <laughs> and she's like in all the commercials and stuff. And I, yeah, I remember reading. She's like, "I'll do three hours," or maybe it was Mother's Day. Yeah, Mother's Day with that awful wig. Yeah, she's like, "I'm not oh. sitting in hair and makeup. Throw the wig on me." They need to get the Big Little Lies <laughs> wig makers because Nicole looked good. What was your favorite storyline in New Year's Eve? Well, I have to go back to Ashton for a second and oh, yeah. say that he's like one. He's like on that list with like John Mayer for me, where it's mm-hmm. like I'm so grossed out that I'm attracted to them, mm-hmm. but I am. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I. I am so attracted to Ashton Kutcher and like not yeah. proud of it, but here I am living my truth. Yeah. And John Mayer feels the same way. Like I think he's a douche, awful, seemingly a bad boyfriend or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm a very attracted to him and I'm not proud of it. 
Um, it's so, conventionally attractive. Like the tall, like they're both tall. Ashton's so like tall and he's kind of yeah. lengthy, but he's got oh, such he's a pretty face. Yeah. 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 He does. And he was on the Abercrombie bags when we were younger. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wasn't that before he became an actor, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what were you asking me? My favorite oh, storyline? Story or I guess there's so many ridiculous well, ones in this. Yeah. I'm very uh, into the... Michelle Pfeiffer, because I worship her, and Zac Efron thing, mm-hmm. because it's so bizarre. But I also want to say that while every time I watch this movie, I'm I'm studying the scenes between Katherine Heigl, John Bon Jovi, and <laughs> Sofia Vergara. Because, I don't know if you heard the rumors that like Sofia Vergara and Katherine Heigl apparently, allegedly, didn't get along on set. So every time I watch it, I'm like studying, like, can I tell that they hate each other? Well, there was one scene towards the end where she, where Catherine body shames Sophia and she's like, slut shames her dress. She's like, do you want to cover up? And now Catherine Heigl's doing cat litter commercials. Yeah. And Sophia so. is married to a guy in Magic Mike. So like, hello. I feel like but- Sophia Vergara is so fucking rich because oh, she, yeah. that modern family money, they kept oh. doing adding seasons. Yeah. And oh, it's a terrible bank. show now. It's oh. terrible these days. I tried to watch it. And I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> um, Pfeiffer's list was so funny. How she quit her job. John Lithgow. John Lithgow is that <laughs> boss. Like what? Again, someone who spent 11 minutes on set. Love it. Like legendary. John Lithgow is known to be like one of the great actors of our time. Yes. Like he's very great. But then occasionally he'll do a role like this or Daddy's Home too. Yes. <laughs> and like, he just crushes it. And so Michelle Pfeiffer's list. I only wrote down a few of them. I had to... St- I paused it. Everyone paused to see. So her, this is her list of like bucket list, right? And she'll give Zach the, you know, tickets to the masquerade ball. If uh, she can fulfill them all by midnight and it was save a life, see the world, be amazed, learn to dance. And then she just buys Zach for the day, which I thought it's was just a really a home cool good sign, like, by the way. Like her yeah. list is just something, like something you love, save a life, yeah. right? Something you'd buy at Home Goods and put on the wall. Yeah, but like I like that she somehow she like called Zach, the delivery company that Zach Efron works for and was like, "I'm buying him," and no one questioned it on a I've holiday. I've also never had a delivery driver that looks like Zach Efron. No, no, never. No, he's so fine. Yeah, yeah, and uh, then. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. Oh, so the feud. You were saying that Catherine and Sophia had an onset feud. They had allegedly an onset feud. And Sophia's like obsessed with John Bon Jovi and Catherine Heigl in the film had like dated him. And so there's a lot of like, will they or won't they? Mm -hmm. But Sophia's whole role in this movie is to just be like, I want to fuck John Bon Jovi. Like, Mm -hmm. and she says it in a sassy way. (laughs) But like, we're led to believe that like Bon Jovi would never be interested in Sophia Vergara. And is pining after his (laughs) ex-fiance, the head catering. Unless she's a catering tycoon. And in this event, had no idea that her ex Jensen was. I, I just love that idea that she's like. And we also never see her cook. She unrolls a thing of knives, and there's one lady chopping cucumbers. And there's never. She's not like, you know, Catherine Zeta Jones, and no reservations like sautéing scallops. No, we never see. We any never of see that. her cater yeah, or like no, plate anything. And I say this with everything I watch. There should always be food porn. Oh, yes. Like everything, every movie or TV show is made better by food porn. So mm-hmm. it's like. The fact that you have someone who's playing a chef, there should be some close-ups of something sautéing in a skillet. Yeah. There's no reason that Gary Marshall, may he rest in peace, did not uh, do that. But, you know, I think this whole thing was just haphazardly thrown together, and it's like, they probably shot it in 20 days. They're Mm -hmm. like, Ludacris is coming to set today. Like, what is he saying? What's his lines? Yeah, that was so funny. (laughs) Ludacris and Hilary Swank as a couple. Let's throw them together. Yeah. I love seeing Hillary Swank too, but again, that was another one where I was like, what's happening? Who do you what's think is the, do you think I thought she's the lead? She's sort of the lead, right? I think we meet her first or we follow her yeah. the most at the start. I think so because she ties it all in because she works for the light bulb company. That of course <laughs> when they flip the giant switch, 
Oh, Seacrest is in this too. Seacrest just Gosh, just cameos. Um, <laughs> of course, the ball. Seacrest is it- coming to set. Just Gary Marshall with a cigarette. Like, we got yeah. Seacrest today. Who's on the call? Who else is on the call sheet? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, have you ever been to New York for the ball drop? No. I, I don't think I want to either. No, I lived there for seven years and I never went to the ball drop because it was a circus. It seems stressful. It does seem. I'm not right? good in crowds. I have anxiety in that seems like the worst part of anxiety one mm-hmm. time i was at universal city walk with matt and like mm-hmm. i literally had a panic attack because it was so crowded I was yeah. like, get me out of here there's like minions everywhere it's like, yeah, it was like people yeah, in minion yeah. costumes yeah, exactly. like get me the fuck out of here yeah it's uh, a lot also sarah jessica parker's in oh, this i love her i do too i just she was just carrie bradshaw right i think she they filmed at the same walk up on yeah. perry street like i was like That's, i know this facade <laughs> i know these stairs this is where she lives she thought it was probably an episode of sex in the city <laughs> yeah. she like she's, she's like, like what am i doing today yes yeah, like, <laughs> <Abigail> <laughs> they all have a cigarette what am i doing what's the scene what's the shot list today yeah and i yeah. like that she there was a running gag about her wearing clogs and they were really cute they were like wedge cozy clogs and Abigail Breslin is like her fast teen. And look, I'm going to say something controversial. I think Abigail Breslin was a great child actor, but I don't think she's good as an adult. Yeah. I'm no. sorry to say it. I have to, somebody's got to say it, but now we said it. Yeah. Because I don't think she's very good as a teen or an adult. She yeah. was great as a kid. Mm-hmm. I feel that way. Uh, Macaulay Culkin, another example. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haley Joel Haley Joel Osment. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Mm-hmm. Some people are meant to be child actors. And then, I don't know, for whatever reason, they're not great as adults. Yes. Not awful, but Abigail in this movie is not the best part of it. No. I mean, give me a Zendaya. Give me a yeah. Bella Thorne. Like, Bella Thorne would be better suited to that, because it was the girl who wanted to... Go out and have a kiss at midnight. I'll be honest. I don't know still who Bella Thorne is. Oh, okay. So I know I'm supposed to be a pop culture person, but she's one that like just always slips by me. And I'm like, I'm not going to learn who she is. I was like that with Cole Sprouse. I thought he was lettuce. Everyone's like, oh, Cole Sprouse. And I was like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. But it's a man. It's a human man. It's a human being that Um, you hear the name a lot, but but it's like like Rita Ora. Like what? Yeah, totally. Hear that Um, name a lot. Yeah, she was, her and Zendaya had a show called Shake It Up on Disney. And only because I nannied, I I would watch it. But then she was in Famous in Love on VH1 that my friend Norman Buckley directed. Was she in Twilight too? I feel like she was in Twilight movies. Kristen Stewart's name was Bella. That's why it's confusing. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's why I've decided not to learn (laughs) her. I've never seen Twilight. You know, they're controversial. Yeah. (laughs) They're not good, but also they're fun to watch. Yes. If that makes sense. Oh, we haven't even talked about the babies at midnight. So that was the whole storyline. We meet Jessica Biel and then Sarah Paulson, who is Jessica Biel, who's partnered with Seth Meyers. Yeah. And Sarah Paulson, who's partnered with, um, I guess it's like a Jean-Claude Van Damme type person. I think his name is like, uh, um, forgive me. I don't know. I don't either. (laughs) He was cute though. Yeah. I tried to look it up, but there are 120 actors. And so I was like scrolling. I was like, I can't, I can't find this guy. The trailers would just be like the trailer for the movie. It would just was presenting the actors. So it wasn't even giving away any sort of plot. It was just like (laughs) that pink song, raise your glass. It was like, so raise your glass. And then it'd be like, and Ashton Kutcher, plus Leah Michelle, plus Halle Berry and Robert De Niro and John Lithgow. And they just name off everyone. It was amazing. And this was Obama's. America, right? This was 2011. So we were in a different, it was like, yeah, the 2012 New Year's. It was a different time. So yeah, there's this storyline where uh, Jessica Biel and Seth Meyers are trying to have the baby before the other couple. Mm -hmm. Because the first couple who has a baby after midnight gets $25,000. Which, sure. That's great. Yeah. Why not? I wonder if that's a thing at all. That can't that's be a, a thing. That's a good question. I wonder. I don't think it could be a thing. Because I don't even think anyone cares. Like, what does the money come from? The hospital? 
because they're just rolling in the cash, aren't they? Catherine forgot. Yeah, <laughs> forgot, forgot, forgot to, to put write a, a, yeah, a to write a reason why. Um, yeah, that was funny. So they're like rival maternity scene, mm-hmm. which again, it was just very. I mean, this is also pre times up, and so there were a lot of heartless <laughs> things like, "Come on, women, push it out at midnight." Yeah, like I'd be like, "Fuck you!" Like I'll get it out when I get it out. Yeah. Like when the baby's ready to come, I'll come, it'll come. Yeah. Although that said, I would like a twenty five thousand dollar check. It's a good bonus. Yeah. And I, I was most jarred seeing Robert De Niro pop up on sure. screen. Right. Well, I just watched and- The Irishman. <laughs> I was like, "Here's a living what legend." What did you think of The Irishman? It was it was long. It was Scorsese porn to me. It was. Um, right. I, I'm a big fan of. I love Goodfellas. I love Casino. I love Scorsese gangster movies, but this wasn't controversial opinion this wasn't like a classic scorsese gangster movie right it was it was nice beautiful sets joe pesci joe pesci i know bring him back i know he's back in that but like i want him back in everything yeah he's so great so it was it was beautiful to watch i had to watch it in three it's so long sittings (laughs) yeah matt and i watched it i think it was maybe like the day after thanksgiving or that weekend yeah and yeah, it was like the whole day. I, we started it and then it ended. I was like, oh, the day's gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's good it. night. Good night, everyone. Like, <laughs> See the, you tomorrow. That was the whole day. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't do anything else. Totally. But I liked, I wish that there was a way we could, someone could leak the writers of, uh, for which, um, Catherine forgot. Yeah. Right. Um, she or no, the, the Irish. Like, whatever anyone's that? terms in their contract. Cause <laughs> I think Robert De Niro said, I'm not walking because all of his seats, he was in a hospital bed dying of cancer <laughs> and he was like, I want, before I die, I want to see the ball drop, which no one's ever said. Uh, and then he gets wheelchaired by his daughter, Hillary Swank, to the roof, which was such a sweet, touching thing. But I was like, he did not stand. I was like, I bet that was in the contract. Yeah, he's not extending no. his legs. Not even a little. Yeah. Ashton was like, I'm sitting in an elevator with that glee person. In my pajamas. Yeah, in my pajamas. Like, okay, And sure. then what do you think... Okay, so like, let's just go back to that elevator scene. So, yes. what do you think Ashton Kutcher and Leah Michelle talked about in between scenes? Do you think Ashton and Leah hated each other? Because Leah has famously had a feud with Naya Rivera, which I've been trying to get to the bottom of my entire oh, life. What's what do you think? The, <laughs> yes, for decades. What what's like the rumor of their feud? Well, they feuded on the Glee set allegedly, mm-hmm. and. I've had a couple of Glee cast members on the show, and I've tried to get info, um, mm-hmm. but I wasn't really able to. But from uh, everything that I see, and I worship Leah Michelle, but mm-hmm. sh- I don't know that she's the easiest to work with. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's all rumors, because people in the industry, they always want to put that label on women. They do. And mm-hmm. it's an unfortunate, gross side effect. Mm-hmm. But that said, I'm still endlessly fascinated by female feuds. Like, Absolutely. I love them. I totally agree. So, you know, a devil and angel on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. But. I I wonder what the relationship was between Ashton and Leah. What mm-hmm. was that? Because yeah. I don't understand. I can't picture them talking or getting along. <laughs> yeah, I think at that point he had he had stepdaughters, so maybe he's like, "Hey, so you know, Scout watches Glee. How are you?" <laughs> you right. know, like something like that. <laughs> Scout it's is, like, rumor is Scout into the... loved your version of uh, exactly. faithfully from Glee. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, you know, she also sang in the movie, oh. and it's can I say that. I love her version of Auld Lang Syne. Like, mm-hmm. I still listen really to pretty. it. It's really pretty. And it's so dramatic at the end. Cause, and that's when I cry because she's singing. We're skipping ahead to the end, but she sings while the ball drops. And then all these storylines wrap up. And then Halle Berry's husband, 
is like off at war or oh, something, and, and they the have Skype this like video cut Skype. Off. I was like, "Don't do this to me." That that's when I like lose it. I can't. I lose it. That's the one thing that always makes me cry is seeing those veterans Skype returning home calls. to surprise their dog. Not even the wife and kids, <gasps> the but dog or, videos, if, or maybe like a kid at a sporting event. But the dog, the dog comes out Jenna, and recognizes right its master soldier, and I'm like, just open me like this is just right. weeping it's truly i mean oh. those videos on youtube when a soldier comes home and greets the dog yeah there's nothing more beautiful in the world totally also Alyssa milano oh, was yeah. like <laughs> she's a, a co-nurse with an, i don't even think she has any lines i don't has, think she has no li- I she think, has two words i think she was like yep you know it or like that that was her and i was like really okay i think she was cast by central casting like i don't <laughs> think that Gary Marshall knew that Alyssa Milano was like no. cast in the script. I think Alyssa Milano like signed up for central casting. Yeah. And like, hey, we need an extra. And it's like a speaking extra because mm-hmm. she only has two lines. Yes. So I don't believe. <laughs> and then, and then I think like the studio probably realized later they're like, oh, Melissa Milano is like one of the extras. Put her on the poster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes. Cause she has the, you know, the that poster, fan base. Right. The, who's the boss fans? Yes. Oh, and Sarah, um, who's the The boss fan base? Once they're mobilized, they get to the cinema. cinema. The who's the boss fans are real mobilized. Yes. Um, I loved who's the boss. Oh, my God. Tony Danza was so sexy. I love love Charles in Charge, too. Speaking of like other hotties. Um, There was also Scott Bayo. Scott Bayo. He's a nightmare now, though. Yeah, I wish he. He's what? He's a nightmare now. Oh, is is he a Trump? Okay, I knew it. That's that's code. Um, oh yeah. So I think. Oh yeah. So going back to Josh Duhamel. That's how you say his name, right? I think it's Duhamel. 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 So he, like, maybe it's in just a crash. Dumel. And like the dad from Ten Things I Hate About You is like the funniest. <laughs> the tow He's truck very driver. Funny. He's such a pervert. He's yeah. just like I'm gonna watch porn tonight and crack up twelve or with my girlfriend. And then he ends up on an RV with like this family going. Josh does. Yeah. We don't know any of the character names, by the no. way. It's not important. Or who they are or why he's in an RV with them. And also, they and find easy parking in Manhattan on New Year's Eve. They park the RV. I was like, that would never happen. But that was one of those scenes, too, where I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Throughout the whole movie, you really <laughs> turn to your, you turn and look in the mirror and yeah. say, what? Mm-hmm. You do a Tim Allen. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Someone, <laughs> by the way, had like asked, wrote me and asked if I would stop making a Tim Allen impression. <laughs> Wait. They said something like about not supporting him, and I was like, I don't think I'm supporting him. We're just doing his that stupid impression. We're from regurgitating his weird. <laughs> yeah. No. Wow. Yeah. I love how much he antagonized Al Bundy. He's a Seattle. Um, I used to see Al all the time on a ferry boat. Wait. What? Or like, or the, what was his name? Dennis? No, not Al Bundy. Like married with children. Oh no. Oh, what's Al Borland? I'm sorry. From oh, Al Tim Bor- the Toolman right. Taylor's. Okay. He's from Seattle, and I used to see him all the time on ferry boats, and I was like. Oh my God, it's Al Borland. Now I'm thinking of Ed O'Neill. We're like getting so off track. <laughs> Speaking of Modern Family, too many seasons. Too many seasons. <laughs> okay, I so back am, to it. Okay, wait. So you're talking about the Josh Duhamel scenes, and I'm having a flash back or flash forward to when Josh Duhamel did a movie with Katherine Heigl where they were love interests. Did you see this? It was called Life for Life as We Know It or Life yeah. is Something Like It or something like that. And I saw that in theaters too on my birthday. I okay. made Matt go on my birthday. <laughs> That's awesome. This and it's like a drama about... Josh Duhamel and Katherine Heigl, they are uh, friend, their best friends uh, die in yeah. a car crash or something. And then oh. Josh and Catherine, who hated each other, oh. they get custody of the child, the baby. And so then they have to co-parent together and they fall in love. Oh, I love that. That's kind of like that Jennifer Garner one. Is that also Josh Duhamel? Probably. Remember where they're like, I think her boyfriend dies and then like all the friends. You know, he never got a fair shake. Yeah. He, they tried to make him a star, 
Yeah. And it didn't happen. He was in all these movies starring. Wasn't he in Tad Hamilton? Yeah. Adam, a date. Yeah. When a date with Tad Hamilton. He's honestly like so fucking hot. Yeah. Like, he's so fun. Um, I watched New Year's Eve with this guy that I'm dating, you know, Jack. And he told me while we're watching the movie that he used to get a lot of girls in high school because he looked like Josh Duhamel. Oh Do about in high school? And I was like, that's what? amazing. That's I, I need to see his high school photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get one. But I was like, that's so cool. You also, know, what's happening on screen? <laughs> this is, I know, what's going on. This is probably TMI, but I remember like one of the first Google images I searches I did as mm. a teen was like naked Josh. <laughs> yeah, and also so like Tony nudes? Danza, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're full of news. That's so good. I'll show you know. after. Just Google. Yeah, it was like artsy. Oh, cool. oh, okay. Like an editorial. Also, black I and love white, that like... show Las Vegas. I know we're just talking about Josh Dumel at this point, but yeah. did you ever watch that NBC show Las Vegas? It was good. I did not. It was good. But I'll binge it though. I'm a fan. Uh, okay. Who else are we missing in this movie? So oh, we're Halle Berry. We talk a little bit about Halle Berry. Um, I, I really did like the Zach and Michelle Pfeiffer storyline yeah. where he has a Vespa and he's helping to fulfill this, these fantasies. Or her list. I thought it was very sweet. That could have been its own movie, in that my opinion. That could have been its own movie, yeah. Right? And you know, they really did their best to make Michelle Pfeiffer look ugly, but it's yes. not possible. Yeah. She's amazing. She was really giving me some Sally Field, Hello, My Name is Doris vibes. I fucking love that movie. Yeah, me too. And she even lives on Staten Island. Yeah. It made me want to watch so that good. after. I was like, oh, I love this like, little bitty, after this. this like weird <laughs> lady who quits her job, you know? There's a lot of like weird 2011-ish touches, too. Mm-hmm. I noticed like... That scene with Michelle at her boss's office with John Lithgow, he's mm-hmm. playing Angry Birds. Yes. And it was like such a, he's like, oh, I missed it. And mm-hmm. you know, like the, I don't know who it was that decided we need to put Angry Birds in this film. Mm-hmm. But you know, John Lithgow has never played Angry Birds. Like, I do not believe it for a second. And yeah. they had to explain like what he's saying. And he's like, I don't, I don't know this game. I don't know either. And I don't think Gary Marshall knew either. No. Quite frankly. He's like, put it in. Um, they added it in post. Yeah, they added it exactly. Can we get ADR on Lithgow? Fly it in. Um, the storyline that I may have missed, or this plot piece, is when Leah Michelle leaves her Fitbit in the elevator. Mm. <laughs> and she never mentions also what she's going to do. I, doesn't she not mention it? I, she, she's supposed to be a background singer for John Bon Jovi. Yeah. Who's playing somebody not named John Bon Jovi. Yeah, who's playing Jensen, which I was like, I would be fine if they were just like, this Why is John Bon Jovi. just say it was John Bon Jovi? I wonder if they did. And-, and just say, this is Sarah Jessica Parker, because Matthew Broderick shows up in a limo. And I was like, I'm cool with them playing Wait, themselves. Wait, was Matthew Broderick in the limo? He's in the I very didn't end. even catch that. Yeah, he was in the very end. He gets out of the limo and talks to someone. He shows up. Wow, how did I miss that? Yeah. I did sh- not think Matthew Broderick was in this. Yeah, it was. it was a split second. It was like... I think Sarah was like, well, he's coming anyways. And they were like, he's, like he's, bringing me- he's bringing the kids to set. Like, it, just throw him in the limo. Yeah, I left my phone at home. And then right. they're like, can we please get, here's, please. We need Matthew for an hour. And he pulls up. Yeah. yeah. Matthew's like, I'm not even doing hair and makeup. Just, <laughs> no, I'm gonna- riding the limo. Like, I'm dropping off the kids. You can film that car yeah. as I'm dropping them off. Yeah. And that's well, it. And Ludacris, which I think the last time I saw Ludacris in a movie, it was probably Crash. And then Fast and the Furious. Fast and the Furious, he's, yeah. Yeah, which I don't know why we didn't get any NYPD driving scenes of Ludacris in a cop car. Wow. Fishtailing oh, wow. through Queens. Yeah, I would have loved that. A little <laughs> right? action scene. Yeah. Sure. But also, that was the most calm police station ever on New yeah. Year's Eve. I'm like, you guys get out there. There's like crimes going down. A lot's going on on New Year's Eve in New York City, and they're all just concerned about the ball dropping. Yeah. And also, I love how Hector Elizondo, who always shows up in Gary Marshall's movies, mm-hmm. he shows up as like the repairman yes. to like fix the ball drop. And he's like the only one that knows how to do it. But yeah. he liked, he's like the dumb scrubby one, mm-hmm. but they're, they need him for the ball drop. Yeah. He's so great. He was so good in Princess Diaries. 
Oh, so good. Yeah, and he's pretty really woman. Funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Hillary Swank though a little bit because yes. Hillary Swank. So she, I think, is the lead in this film, mm-hmm. and I wonder what kind of happened to Hillary Swank. I know she still does wonderful work, mm-hmm. but she seemed to around this time try to be like an A list actress in like big vehicles like this, mm-hmm. not just like indie stuff. Mm-hmm. And I guess much like Josh Duhamel, it just didn't work out yeah. exactly. She's still brilliant. I worship her, but mm-hmm. it's weird. It's interesting to me around this time, like when the rom-coms were dying off mm-hmm. and a lot of these people like Hillary Swank, Catherine Heigl, Josh Duhamel, it was like they didn't really have a place that they fit in because they were maybe a little too old for the Marvel movies at this point. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, and it's, but it was a weird time. And there aren't as many good rom-coms. Because was she in, well, I want to say P.S. I Love You. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. One of, uh, a terrible movie, but I love the trailer. It's yeah. like one of those ones where I watch the trailer on YouTube <gasps> to cry. Yes. And then it's like, that's enough. I don't need to see the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I like, do that I'm- with Time Traveler's Wife. Oh, I've never seen that. Always watch the Just trailer. Just watch the trailer. It's okay. all you need. It's all you need. <laughs> it's like enough. The trailer is like so beautiful and it gives you everything the movie does. It tells you the whole plot of the fucking movie. Yeah. And it's beautiful and it like has all the emotional beats in two minutes. Mm-hmm. And then you don't need to see the movie. Yeah. I wish there was a way we could have done, like go back in time or maybe do another one of these and get like Channing Tatum. And like other, mm, right. I just love him. I wrote I down in my too. notes, I was like, Bon Jovi is hot. Cause he is. He is hot. He's an older hot man. He is. Yeah. I was like, I didn't know I was attracted to Bon Jovi until I saw this movie. Right. But I mean, he's, yeah, he's someone I feel like is just always going to be hot. He's yeah. like a Clooney. It's like, yeah, he'll be a hundred years old and mm-hmm. I'll still want to fuck him. Mm-hmm. Totally. It is what it is. It is. Yeah. I would like them to be doing more of these movies. I know Gary Marshall's past, but I would like somebody else to pick up the torch and maybe like try uh, to do a better version of these because I know they're bad, but I still enjoy watching them. Yes. And it's cameo roulette. If you have access to this kind of talent, it's like, do a co- do a joke pass, do a logic pass on the right. script and be like, does this make sense? And the answer is no. Did you see the one? <laughs> I know. Did you see the one that they did that wasn't Gary Marshall? It was like, he's not that into you. It was based off that book. Yes. It was. I read that book also. Was that the Jennifer Goodwin Kate? No. Yeah, Kate Hudson. I yeah. think is it. A bunch of randos. Aren't yes. They? they also did one about, um, not Mother's Day, but there was like, uh, it was based off that pregnancy book. What to expect when you're, oh, what to I expect or when you're expecting. Yeah. That was another one that was like one of these, you know. Oh, wait, but so did you like He's Just Not That Into You? Yeah. Is I that- mean, but I like these ones better. Yeah. <laughs> and totally. I think that one might be a better film. But these ones, to me, it's like if they're on TV around the holidays or something, mm-hmm. it's just an easy watch. Yeah. Because, Things happen in such little. It's such an ADD mm-hmm. movie, yes. and for my attention span these days, it's like, oh yeah, I can watch that because it moves so quickly in and, between these storylines. And there's 18 different ones. Like you don't revisit any of the storylines until the back half of the movie. Um, what was weird, hard for me to wrap my head around watching? He's just not that into you. Is this is when they were pushing Justin Long on us as a lead, mm. as a leading man? I was like. What a weird out of time. Here. What was that? That was such a weird time. What was I was that? like, what sort of backhand, like, or not like, you know, who was playing golf with who? And they were like, right. you know what? I'll give you Justin Long if you give me a Kate Hudson I and know. a Jennifer Goodwin. And it was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, give me Duhamel. Give, give me, me a like hot a guy. fine ass guy. Right. Cause like, I don't get my rocks off on jo- Justin Long. I know. No and he's, like he's a nice and, guy. He's a cute nerd. Like, yeah. I, I would love him to just be like this, like the, other boyfriend that's like pining after the girl, but then I need like the hot Josh Duhamel. Yes. Like as the jockey one. Yeah. But like, I'm fine if Justin Long's around because I find him like to be a cute nerd. Yeah. Yeah. But like a cute nerd, not as like a leading man. Yeah. That like all these women you know, are getting how- heartbroken over. And I'm like, no. 
this is a very controversial opinion and people have yelled at me because I've talked about it on the show before, but (laughs) in the holiday, yes, I think that Jack Black was incredibly miscast Mm -hmm. because at least we have Jude Law to look at, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, fucking Kate Winslet's got a buddy on up to this, uh, this guy. She's like, I've been with Leo four times. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, come on, Kate Winslet, who's this stunning beauty. Mm -hmm. And then she's paired with Jack fucking Black. Yeah. I'm fine if Jack Black in School of Rock, I find him funny. I like him. Because he is so funny. He's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. But for like a romantic lead in a movie like The Holiday, like I need someone like Jude Law. Or like Ed Burns, isn't Ed that Ed Burns her? is in it and he's so hot in it. Yeah, he's He should have so been that role. Hot. They should have flipped him. Yeah. That is interesting. I just, I, I, and I know people like Jack Black and I've heard Mm -hmm. people have told me that they actually think Jude Law's miscast, which I think (gasps) is craziness because he's never looked better than in that movie. Fine. He's so, Uh, when he's got the glasses and he's got some like, I don't know if it's a spray tan or what, but he's like very tan. He is. He's very tan in that movie. He wears like impeccable. He does great costume Mm -hmm. work and he glasses at one point. And that curly hair. This is the time in, um, Justin Timberlake's life where he was dating Cameron Diaz. Mm. So he was in London. I remember seeing all these <gasps> paparazzi photos because Jude Law is mini. Yeah, he's mini. Yeah, he's mini. So you I was know, like, he's, perfect. His nudes are online. Too. They are? Okay, this is, I got some Googling to do. Get the iPad out. I'm awful. That yeah, I'm just like, no, it's all good. Here are the nudes. That you <laughs> here are the nudes that are That's like leaked. what I'm attributing to That's this podcast. That's cool, though. Uh, yeah, he, I... That he was he so was hot. hot around that time. Yes. I mean, he, I still find him like incredibly sexy. And now he's like going bald and I'm really turned on by it. Perfect. And I know he's playing like a Pope or something, but I don't fucking care. I find him attractive. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I love that. That's a great movie. I haven't watched that holiday. yet this season. The holiday. It's, so it's fantastic. Okay. I know we should mention the listeners. We're recording this before Christmas. Oh yeah. So they'll be listening to it probably after Christmas. Okay. Hope you had a good holiday. I hope your holiday was great. <laughs> yeah. Hope you're at home Googling nudes. <laughs> Googling nudes, yes. On your new iPads or whatever you got. Um, I have to mention that uh, Halle Berry's husband is played by Common in the movie, who I also find, I find him very attractive too. Very. I have met that man. He Didn't is he very... date Laura Dern? Um, they shot a movie together. Okay. Yeah, that's when I met him. They shot The Tale together, and so I went to visit set. Because you worked with Laura yeah. Dern. And I was like, oh my gosh, he is also one of those people who are beautiful in person. But in this movie, wasn't he only on screen? Yeah, because he's just in the Skype session. Again, disservice. But yeah. again, he was probably busy. He was probably he's like, I'll doing give you something. A, a, an hour and a half. Skype you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll literally. Skype from home. Yeah, yes, exactly. In some fatigues. But man, Hallie's loved- calling up. She's like, the actor didn't show up, Common. Will you do this role? And he's mm-hmm. like, I'll Skype it from home. Yeah, With exactly. a cigarette. He's got smoking a cigarette. 100%. That's another <laughs> spinoff I would like to see. I want to see. Zach and Michelle's own movie, and I would like to see Common and Halle Berry in their wartime romance. Like, that's it. I know, really, these were all <laughs> movies right. that should have been separate movies. Yes. Like, they all shouldn't have been one movie. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk briefly about the other movies in this trilogy, Mother's Day and Valentine's Day. Did you see mm-hmm. these? I did not see Mother's Day. I did see Valentine's Day. Wasn't Valentine's the one with- Day was like the best one. It was the first one. Was it Bradley Cooper, Scarlett Johansson? Am yeah, I thinking um, that right? Not, no, not Scarlett Johansson, but uh, Bradley Cooper, uh, Jennifer Garner, Jessica Biel. Oh, okay, yeah. Julia Roberts plays a war vet that's coming home and falls in love with... That's right. Well, we're led to believe she's falling in love with Bradley Cooper, but really he's a gay mm-hmm. in the movie. He's mm-hmm. with Eric Dane. Um, but that one I that's think hot. is maybe the best one. Mm-hmm. And then Mother's Day is when it really went off the rails. Yeah, and that one is that one. yeah, like, no, no, no one did. It's a great cast though. Didn't they get Aniston? Probably, yeah, they got Aniston, Aniston Roberts. Yeah, who else? I can't even think of it. But I remember seeing the billboard and I was like, oh, that looks good. Yeah, but so I wish that they would do more of these. Like mm-hmm. I think we were robbed of like a July Fourth movie. Mm-hmm. 
a Thanksgiving film. Could you? I mean, Thanksgiving would be prime for this kind of film. Yeah, everyone in the family is a celebrity. Can we do that together? Harvest Moon? Can we just call yeah, it Harvest please. Moon? Okay, yeah, I'm in. I guess they, you know, uh, <laughs> Family Stone was sort of in the same vein because that's like yeah. a studded cast. That's a great movie too. I love that. Movie. Yeah, me too. That was yeah, good. that's yeah, a that studded really cast. Yeah, not quite on the level as New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. um, but. Oh, by but the way, also good. By the way, I'm like looking. I'm looking at the. I printed out the um, on IMDb okay. like the summary of this movie, mm-hmm. and it does mention Alyssa Milano in the <gasps> summary. So let me just read it. Yeah. At a nearby hospital, Claire's father, Stan Harris, played by Robert De Niro, a man in the final stages of cancer who, who refuses chemotherapy and who only wishes to see the ball drop one last time, is kept company by Nurse Amy, played by Halle Berry, and Nurse Mindy, played by Alyssa Milano. Nurse Mindy had no idea Nurse she was Mindy, credited. Did she even have a name in it? Like, I don't recall them giving her a name. No. And I don't even recall her in a scene with Robert De Niro. I thought she was in the scene with the pregnancies. Oh, yeah. No, I think she, oh, she was holding a baby, but I feel like she was talking to Hallie when Hallie Berry also came out and she was like, I'm going out and then she's just going to go Skype common. I I remember seeing them on screen and being like, oh, snap, that's Alyssa Milano. And then the doctor was Carrie Elwes, which Mm -hmm. I didn't realize. Yeah. So you forget, there's so many people coming at you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, also, uh, what's her name? The woman who played... All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you, you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. One of the doctors was on it. Anyway, I'm getting off track. I'm look. I'm looking at these. Oh, one of like the the competition. <laughs> I'm looking at the there summary. There were a lot of medical storylines. De Niro's and then also Jessica Biel and Sarah Paulson. Um, also, I want to mention what it says about Katherine Heigl. Yeah. <laughs> so it says... Um, Okay, God. Paul's best friend, comic book illustrator Randy, played by Ashton Kutcher, who hates New Year's Eve after his girlfriend left him on a date, gets stuck in an elevator with Elise, played by Leah Michelle, an aspiring singer who will be providing backup for musician Daniel Jensen, John Bon Jovi, in his show at Times Square, uh, who also prepares to perform at the Ahem Records Ball. Besides Kim and Randy, Jess- Jensen, who also has his own problem where he attempts to rekindle his feelings for ex-girlfriend <laughs> Laura, but fails every time miserably. It's like the amount of like web that they have to weave to get all of these characters together is insane. It's insane. <laughs> and by the way, like that end, it's amazing. A- a- after Leah Michelle does like the song and it's mm-hmm. dramatic, mm-hmm. and that's when Josh Duhamel and Sarah Jessica Parker they meet and they kiss, which yes. that's a pretty moment. That but is. I don't buy them together at all. Like no. they have zero chemistry. They've never been on screen yet. No. And it's very, like, I do not buy that relationship. But anyway, then there's this scene that's a a credit scene where they sing and dance. And it's like, 
a blooper scene at the yes. end and it's truly wild zach efron dips michelle pfeiffer <laughs> and they finally share a mouth kiss i was like yes this is it's wrap it true. up right they're like <laughs> good for michelle pfeiffer for getting some uh make out time with zach efron first yes. of all but yeah then they end it with like the trailer which is just like <laughs> they're cutting to these people just dancing on set and yeah. it's like they didn't know how to end it no and they want I, it's so funny to me when movies end with a blooper because it what it means is that they didn't know how to end it or they want you to feel good leaving and they know that the movie sucked mm-hmm. but they want you to leave the theater feeling good so they'll add a bloopers or a dancing they did it in hitch too which i love oh, yeah. but it's like th- they do it to trick you mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. then you are exiting the theater and you're like oh my god i had so much fun yes <laughs> like, that's hilarious that we had so much fun watching that but yeah. really you didn't you just saw bloopers and bloopers are fun mm-hmm they so, are so fun. This movie does that in this movie where they we see the dancing. Or Hitch did it where it was like, let's just have the cast dance. Yeah. And that'll be how it ends. That's it. Kevin James <laughs> and yeah, just do your thing. It's it is so amazing. Cause by the the time they do wrap this up, it is just like you have fifteen seconds to make this count. But what's so sad too is like Hillary Swank has been worried about this light bulb issue all night while her dad is like about to I pass know. away. In Herald Square, right. you know, shouldn't she have found like a fill-in for New Year's Eve? I know she's really important, but your dad's dying. Yeah, you and Seacrest should... is on site. Seacrest, Seacrest is, is there. there. To handle it. That's the one person I'd be like, just pass it to Seacrest. Let Seacrest figure <laughs> it out. Let Seacrest figure it out. I'm surprised Seacrest did it. Like he's so busy. I don't yeah. know how he has time to do anything. I know. Like he literally does a million fucking jobs. He does everything, and he runs so many things. It's too much. Yeah, I'm a, I'm Jenna, a fan. Any final thoughts on New Year's Eve? Oh, you know, yes, I think this movie is great. And I agree with you. We need more of this. Yeah. And great and terrible. At the yes, same time. it's terrible. Yeah, it's definitely five star and also just one star. And don't try to comprehend it. If you haven't watched it in a while, rewatch it. And I think it just doesn't matter. None of it, none <laughs> of it matters. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> none of it makes sense. Just forget, forget your troubles. Yeah. I remember so many times being like, I'm watching this. Like, I've only had one glass of wine. Why can't I track anything? Like, yeah. I'm like, am I stoned? Did yeah. I have weed before this? Yeah. Like, oh, and happening? also, I think, parting thoughts. I love Maybe that. that's how you should watch it is have some weed. That's true. Yeah. A gummy. Um, is it Catherine Heigl gets to strike John Bon Jovi. She slaps him across the face she twice. She slaps him hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really hard. I think it was real too. Yeah. Which I know he's like a rocker. He, he can handle it. But it's like, this is so funny. Yeah. It's wild. And Catherine Heigl at that time was like a big star, which is... And I always say justice for Katherine Heigl. Agreed. Because let me just say something. She was right about a lot of stuff. When she said that stuff about knocked up, mm-hmm. maybe she shouldn't have said it. But if a man said it, they wouldn't have gotten any sort of flack. Yeah. And second of all, what she said about the movie knocked up was right. She said the women were portrayed as shrews mm-hmm. and the men got to be these lovable goofballs. Mm-hmm. That is a spot on, uh, critique of that movie. And I don't think it like crosses a line. Like maybe she shouldn't have said it. But I think she was right. And Mm -hmm. she was, what her point was in that moment was that these movies let men be the, which we've talked about on this show. Weirdos. The men get to be the funny, lovable goofballs. Mm -hmm. And the women have to be the ones who are like in charge of everything and like the stern, not fun characters. Mm -hmm. And so she was right about that. And then she had also said some things about Grey's Anatomy, which of course I don't think you should ever go against Queen Icon Legend Shonda Rhimes. But some of the things she said there were kind of right, too. Like, there was one point where she was having ghost sex on that show. Yeah. And then she, like, 
did surgery on a deer at one point. Like there was like crazy storylines. And then she had come out and said like, she didn't want to submit herself for the Emmys or something because the writing she didn't feel was up to, up to snuff. Yeah. She was kind of right. Yeah. But people gave her so much crap, you know, which is why you got to leak all this information to someone else. Be like, Hey, can you say this to the media? You know? Cause she, I, I agree. Yeah. She was so right. That's why even going back and watching Mrs. Doubtfire, which is my favorite movie. Your I think touchstone. there should be my touchstone. I think there should be a posthumous Oscar for Robin Williams. Sure. Um, but now watching it as an adult, cause watching Sally Fields character as a child, I was like, Oh yeah, what a buzz kill. You know, now I watch it. I'm like, no, he threw a party and had a petting zoo in their giant house. Oh yeah. In San yeah, yeah. Like, and I was like, she wasn't wrong. But women are portrayed. But women you know, are constantly always forced to be on yeah. the screen in the not fun roles. Yes, exactly. And it must just be so fucking annoying to be an actor who's in an actress in her forties or fifties, mm-hmm. and it's like the only role you get is to be like the wife. Mm-hmm. You know, we mentioned. I don't know when we were talking about Daddy's Home too. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. <laughs> I just was oh. like thinking about it because it showed up on like my Hulu, and mm-hmm. so like watch anyway. Um, Linda Cardellini, yes. who's like this great actress, and she's in a new Netflix show with Christina Applegate where she really gets to act. Right. Mm-hmm. But in those Dead movies, in those dad, whatever daddy's home movies, she just plays the wife and she's just there and she gets to have no fun. Mm-hmm. She just, her whole job is to just score, uh, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Oh, like nag, like yeah, just nag like, and to. She was concerned. She's like, oh no, Mark Wahlberg, and like just yeah. And then you see someone like Catherine Heigl, who was such a big star, and she, of course, I'm not saying she was perfect, and she did maybe say things that she shouldn't have, but then she was like ostracized from the industry for mm-hmm. it, and it's like yeah. a man if he would have said that, oh the what he what she said about knocked up, mm-hmm. he'd be fine. Yeah, men get to get, say whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that's a wrap on the holiday podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Assholes, bye. No, I'm, I'm honestly holidays, so Hollywood. excited for the new year. Me too. I'm yes. so pumped. You know, this is my favorite time of year is like in between Christmas and New Year's because it's just like relaxing mm-hmm. and it's filled with like a lot of watching TV and eating and it's great. Yeah. Do you do New Year's resolutions? No. Yeah. Not really. I mean, I'll... Yeah, not really. Do you? Yeah. I, every year I, I tell myself I'm going to watch more documentaries, and I think I've seen zero documentaries this what year. An interesting New Year's resolution. Yeah. I don't know. I think I just need to be better about what I watch, but nope. You know, I, I, <laughs> not going to happen. I do sort of believe in like the secret. Like I think that you can, man- I think you manifest things. Like mm-hmm. you, you either write down or. Yeah. But I feel like I do that throughout the year. I don't necessarily like on January 1st, like say, these are the things I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't know if that works for me. Yeah. But I do believe in like thinking of it, believing it and, and then making it, it happen, making it happen. Yeah. But I'm excited for 2020. Me too. 2019 was really fun for me. Like it was good. for Yeah. Me. Yeah. And so I hope 2020 is good too. Yeah. And I hope we're back in 2020 to do some episodes. Yes. With some more seasonal fare. Yeah, this has so been so this fun. This has been so fun. And we were really only going to do six and then we did eight. Yeah. Because it was so fun. Because it is so fun. And then next <laughs> year. So maybe next year we do like more older movies. Because mm-hmm. I had so much fun like looking at Christmas with the Cranks and we this movie. Do, we could do Santa Claus. Yeah. We can go back because we had so many suggestions too on the Insta yeah. of some. but. We covered some great ones. What do you watch ones. on Christmas Eve? Do you and your family watch a No, I'll pr- we'll probably do Christmas Vacation. We'll probably do Home Alone. That's what uh, we do, too. The Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of whatever's on, we'll just watch. The Home Alone, I feel like, is the one I end up seeing at, like 10 times a year. Mm-hmm. And Elf, I think I would mentioned this before, I, I never put it on because I know it'll always be on. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen it yet this year, but... I haven't either. 
Was I, I tend to put on the more obscure ones. Yeah. I was just watching like Looney Tunes, Bah Humduck, which is, <laughs> <laughs> which is like Daffy Ducks. I love the Looney Tunes. Yeah. Yeah. Tunes yeah you right have now. swag on but right I, now. Yeah. Uh, just watch that one. Or like I'll put on a Garfield's Christmas or like the weird ones that I have to watch in like a, on a weird form. Yeah. We have them digitally. So, but they're never airing on TV. You could find them. I want to watch that Christmas Chronicles. Oh my God. It's good. I, I love that movie. I have to mention while we're on this holiday podcast that Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas this mm-hmm. year just finally went to number one on the Billboard Hot 100, which ah! is like a huge deal. Yeah. So exciting. I want to encourage everyone. I did an interview with Walter Afanasieff last Christmas, and he co-wrote and co-produced All I Want for Christmas is You. And he's uh, he's also done a lot of other... He produced My Heart Will Go On for Celine Dion. Like, oh, wow. He's done a lot of wonderful music, but I've, I think it's one of the most fascinating interviews. So it's from last Christmas... Look on the Everything Iconic feed, December 20th from 2018. Okay. It's a great interview if you want something holiday. That's so cool. Yeah, but her, I, you know, I worship her. She's Mm -hmm. my favorite. Yeah. And it's, first of all, her 19th Billboard Hot 100 number one, which is the more than any other solo artist in history. And uh, it's 25 years after the release of the song. It finally went to number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just an amazing achievement. So it's a big happy holiday. When it happened, I was like just screaming. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's so cool. Yeah, I love her. Is she, is she single now? Uh, she's with this guy, Brian Tanaka, who's oh. her, like one of her dancers. Oh, He's yeah. Like J-Lo did that. Guy. Remember? That yeah, Casper yeah. guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Which that's is what cool. I would, I would want to have a face like that if I was a pop star. It's yeah. like, give me one of the hot backup yeah. dancers. Who's in the flying V? You. <laughs> get over here. That's really cool. Well, this is so fun. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever. Thank you all for listening. Uh, please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Jenna.Brister on Insta. And if you subscribe to A Very Merry Iconic Podcast on Spotify and iTunes, you'll get updates when we're back. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, I hope you'll all listen to my regular podcast called Everything Iconic. You could subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. And I do mostly, like, I cover a lot of Bravo shows. So mm-hmm. I do recaps of, like, Housewives, and I occasionally have celebrity guests. And Jenna, you've been on and before. I have. And you're going on tour. I'm going on spring. tour, right. So, so everyone get a ticket. Yeah. Check out Danny's Insta because he's going to maybe come to a city near you. Yeah. You go to everythingiconic.com and click live shows at the top. Uh, tickets are limited mm-hmm. right now, but there's uh, tickets in uh, Philly, Atlanta, Dallas, San Francisco, Chicago, and then DC is sold out. But I was I at your so first excited. one at the Troubadour. Right in West yeah. Hollywood. That was oh the was that the first one. That yeah, was, that was so fun. One. I'm so oh. excited. So please come it's see me riot. if you can. Yes. Um. And I love you all. Anything love you else? All. That's good. Happy holidays. Happy 2020. Happy 2020. Bye
love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 